Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth. Happy Thursday. As you guys are listening to this, I'm actually on my way to Big Bear with like 40 people. My entire program, we're going to Big Bear for a few days. So um, follow my Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I started on YouTube. I feel like a lot of people who listen to this podcast now don't even know that, which is very weird. Like sometimes people come up to me and they're like, I listen to your podcast, which is really cool, but it's weird because like I feel like YouTube has like been my main thing for so long. Anyways, weird side tangent. But yeah, I do have a YouTube channel if you guys didn't know. And I'll be vlogging and doing that. So I'm very excited. But anyways, I have a few things to say before we get into today's episode. Um, This morning, I went to Cha Cha Matcha. I had a great meeting. I'm not drinking coffee this week, which has been really annoying. I am that annoying person now that, like, survives off of it. It, it, Like, I hate it as much as I, like, everyone else does. It's really embarrassing. It's not something I'm proud of. It's not, like, a personality trait. Like, it's not that thing. Like, I hate that, but... Trying to not drink coffee this week. I'm going three days strong. I did have matcha, but that doesn't count. It's not coffee, so it's just, like, not the same thing. I had a really great meeting this morning, um, and my mood right now is back to business. School is out in just a few weeks. I am on summer break. I'm still going to be in summer classes, so, like, really, school is not out for me, but, like, going to school, like, to a physical school, that's going to be over with for a little bit. So I'm really excited. I'm done just being distracted. I'm really just back to business. You know what I'm saying? I had a really good meeting today and I was like, you know, this is it. This is what I need to do. It sounds really great. Also, here's a thought I've been having. I feel like that's the only way I intro things in my intros because I like don't know how to bring up these ideas or whatever. They're not for me, but I heard someone say this one time and I feel like it's just very applicable. I was with some friends this weekend and I was like, look, whatever's going on, it's not that bad. So picture there's a whiteboard, right? And there's a small black dot on the whiteboard. You ask someone what they see when they look at this whiteboard, obviously they're going to say, oh, I see a black dot, but they're not going to say I see the entire whiteboard. So it's kind of just the idea of like you're focusing so much on something that's so small and you don't see the big picture. So when my friends and I were all talking this weekend, I was like, this is literally exactly what's going on. Like, I feel like we can get so fixated on like something that's so small and like doesn't matter and like miss out on the big picture or miss out on every other amazing thing that is happening. So this whiteboard analogy, just been thinking a lot about it this morning. I went on a nice drive, listened to some podcasts. I'm in a good mood and I'm recording more later on someone else's podcast, which is exciting. But 
Also, if you guys have not already, be sure to join the secret Facebook page. It is so fun in there. I've been loving it. If you guys have not already, be sure to go join and follow the I Love You So Much podcast Instagram. Everything will be in the show notes down below. But um, in today's episode, we have Jordan Santos on. Jordan does it all. I found her on Instagram. I don't even know how long I've been following her for a while. She just has the coolest feed. Like, that's what I was <laughs> originally drawn to. And then I saw Babes Against Drunk Driving, which is really cool. And then I, like, saw her blog. Like, she literally does everything. And I feel like this is such a valuable um, episode for anyone who, like, wants to go into, like, any of these career paths or, like, knows anything about it at all. Like, it was just really cool to, like, he- like sit down and talk to her and, like, hear what she does on a day-to-day basis because she does so many different things from like consulting to like creative directing to she's like an influencer on her own she has the babes against drunk driving like she does so much and so I really just loved sitting down and talking with her and she's so nice and she's just so cool her style is amazing her feet is so cool like she's just an awesome person so if you guys want to check her out I will have everything linked down below but I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get started hey Jordan hi are you excited yeah, I'm a little <laughs> nervous. Actually. No, don't be nervous. Okay, we are gonna do a one minute bio, which is everyone's oh. favorite thing. We just met okay. um yeah. 15 minutes ago. So this is gonna be really exciting. Just give a little background where you're from, where you live, what you do, you know. Okay. I'm Jordan. I I guess I've like grown up in LA all my life. I would say like it's like 50-50. I do social media management and strategy for different brands. Um, But I also have my personal Instagram that I, you know, do brand collaborations on and monetize as well. So um, kind of in both worlds of social media. Yeah. That's really cool. Did you go to school or anything? Yeah, I actually went to Pepperdine University. Oh, really? Yeah. (gasps) My friends and I, fun story. (laughs) actually a few weeks ago so we go to school in like West Hollywood like mm-hmm. we don't go to Pepperdine it's not that cool <laughs> um and we it was like four of us and for some reason we were we were in Malibu doing homework Aww, and yeah well it gets cuter because then we <laughs> sneak on to Pepperdine campus because everything was closing we like walked up to go to the library yeah well we had to drive up and we had to like get past security which by the way it's kind of a joke there wait how what did you do <laughs> we just they were like are you guys what are you here for and we're like oh we're just like meeting a friend and they were like all right and they just let us in. It was that easy. I know. I'm like, we could be doing something bad to your school right now. Like, this is not good. And then it took us 15 minutes to find parking. Mm-hmm. But then I really, really enjoyed it, my experience there. Good. So I'm so I was, glad you did. I was a Pepperdine student for, like, a second, too. So like that's exciting. Okay. All right. I think it's really cool also that you do, like, both sides of social media, like, you know, there's so many. We're going to get into that. But I have, I'm like, if you can't tell, I'm really caffeinated right now. I was she, dead. Yeah, she tried to caffeinate me too, but it has a whole milk in it. So yeah, it's too to... much. I actually didn't even realize that this had whole milk. I really don't drink or eat dairy at all. But I, I, apparently I do. These, you it's you the do it every home. day. Yeah, yeah, every day. Oh, well, it's worth it for me with this. It tastes really good, guys. I had no energy when I got to the studio. I was like, hi, how are you? And then I drank one sip of this and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm back. Okay. Are you sponsored? They, they should <laughs> no, be sending you. We've this. been trying. We we oh. we are. Lock alone, if you're listening, I'm your biggest <laughs> fan. Um, okay, so we're going to go into Hot Seat. Are you familiar with Hot Seat? I am. Okay, good. But I, I have no idea what you're going to ask me. So, who, yes. I'm good. scared. Okay. These are pretty generic because we're getting to know each other. So this is kind of like a speed dating round, you know? I love that. Okay, so number one, what is your favorite brand? Oh, God. 
See, I'm not I'm not prepared. You have really good style. This is why I'm asking. Thank you. It's so weird though because I feel like I don't like go to just one brand. I don't really feel like I do either. Yeah, it's hard, but it's not a brand, but I like Depop. Do you do you yeah. use Depop? Yeah. And it's just I feel like you could find things that I'm like, oh, I see like a white cropped cardigan. I'm like, oh, this is cute online. But if I go on Depop, I see like a secondhand one that's even cooler. Yeah. So it's more I'd unique say, pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So I like Depop. I it's just off the top of my head right now, but La Causa. Um and I wouldn't say I have like a ton of their clothes, but I just have two pairs of pants that I wear like every other day and they look exactly the same and they pretty much are, but I just love them so much. So I feel like I feel like they're my favorite right now because of how much I wear those two pairs of pants. That's cool. I need pants. My entire wardrobe, it's awful. Every single thing. I went through and I reorganized my closet and I oh, color coded so it. But Maybe I got rid of I got yeah, pretty much, but I got rid of everything that I own essentially. So now I have like denim and white and black shirts. Like That's amazing. I, no, but it's not good. Cause I hate everything. Like I need I need all new clothes. Like I have to go shopping. Um That's exciting though. I'm yeah. like looking at my Instagram to see like I'm like, what do I like? That's what I do, too. No, they're all different. If I'm looking for, like, outfit inspo, I have, like, a saved collection on Instagram, or I'll go to my Instagram to, like, see my closet. <laughs> I'm like, what are my options for tonight? <laughs> okay, number two, who is your favorite music artist? Favorite music artist. I, like, not to be basic, but I would say Drake, just because he's just, like, every occasion, you know? Yeah. Like, you could get chill Drake, you can have, like, party Drake. Throwback Drake. Yeah, Throwback Drake's the throwback best Drake. Drake, honestly. Take care. I was on a take care kick last week. Oh, good for you. Yeah, it was a good vibe. I love that. It just, it brings me back to like a good time. Mine, I'm like answering them myself. It's our no, getting yeah, to know each other do. thing. Please my do. favorite artist is Casey Musgraves. Oh, she's on my recently played. Love, love yeah, her. She's, really cool. she's like my OG. I'm from Texas. She's from Texas. So I feel like we just really bond over that. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. Okay, number three. This is the last one for Hot Seat. What is your favorite area of LA? I really, really like Silver Lake. And Venice. I see that for you. <laughs> I see that I for really you. I really do. I love that for you. I, I say Silver Lake and, and Venice Beach. I think I would, like, live in Venice, like, near Abbott Kinney. But I, like, on a date just to hang out and go to coffee and, you know, get food and walk around, I, I like Silver Lake. Yeah. I what love Silver you? Lake. Um, I think my favorite, my favorite area of L.A. is, like, probably – Robertson-ish right mm-hmm. now. It changes. It changes per, like, mood, per season like, of I'm life. I'm always on Melrose Place, but yeah, I, it's but, just, like, that's, like, my go-to to meet yeah. people, but... I feel like that's just go-to because everyone is, is already there, Already there, basically. I feel like Robertson... I did not used to be a West Hollywood person at all. Like, I used to not like West Hollywood, and kind then my entire life is now in West Hollywood. My school and the studios <laughs> in West Hollywood, so now I've learned to love it, and I actually do love it now. But it took me a while. But recently, honest, this is such a stupid answer. But like Restoration Hardware on Melrose, like that, I'm there every day. The rooftop, I no. literally do all my homework there. It's so nice. I used to work up there too. Just like really? oh yeah. yeah, I thought you meant like literally like work. I know you no, mean that. No, no, but like how yeah. do you do just like sit on the couches up there. It's I haven't so nice. been there in a while. It's kind of weird that they're like, yeah, it's fine. I know it. I think that too. Every time like I they walk should start in, selling coffees or something. They really, they're not profiting off of that. Mm-hmm. at all and like i wouldn't even say like oh like you never know like maybe 10 years down the road some one of these people will like buy a thirty thousand dollar cloud couch right. but like realistically like 
it's not gonna happen like maybe one in like i aspire to i was just on a cloud couch today oh i would love i definitely plan to have a cloud couch if you guys don't know what we're talking about restoration hardware has this (laughs) classic really big white couch that's like very expensive i think it literally is like it's like extremely expensive i think it's like a thousand a thousand dollars per like little section Okay, so I guess you could get it. When I think of the cloud couch, though, I think of it as, like, the massive one. So that's probably why. It's really expensive. And it's, like, I don't know. It's just this thing. But Restoration Hardware, I talked about this in the last episode. I'm pretty sure, too. They have this rooftop. I feel like all of them do. They have them all around the U.S. But they have this rooftop that is free to the public. And you can, like, go work up there. But people do it all the time. But they're not profiting at all because they don't sell anything. And, like, no one up there is going through. I'll, like, walk around. But I'm like, I'm not going to buy stuff from Restoration Harder right now. I'm 21. You know what I mean? One day. I don't know. One day. One day soon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, when I buy a house, my loyalty will lie with Restoration Hardware. I I really actually feel that way. (laughs) They're trying to get you that way. That's so true. All right, so how did you get involved in... Well, actually, first off, how would you, like, define your job title? Like, what would you define it as? Um, I, I guess, like, which which side, yeah. but for me, like, I'm first and foremost, like, I work um, on the social media management and strategy side for brands and businesses. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, I'm a social media freelancer right now because yeah. it's just me. I'm working on my own and working with brands on my own um but yeah that's really cool how did you get involved in like all of this well I guess like when I went to college at Pepperdine I always thought I was going to go into like fashion PR um and I did all my you know all my internships in fashion PR agencies so I went to do a summer in New York once and then I had a bunch in LA and you know from there I think you know, that's like kind of the path I was going at. And once I graduated, that's when social media just like really took off. And one of the guys I had interned for was actually creating um, an influencer marketing agency. So, you know, pairing brands and um, an influencer. So like, let's say La Colombe, you know, wanted to do <laughs> a $50,000 a $50, campaign with influencers, I would be the one handpicking like, okay, which influencers are we going to use based on, like, the demographic that they chose. And then from there, I just, like, saw a lot of brands just, like, throwing money at influencers, and their pages weren't set up for success. You know, they had really, like, you know, ugly feeds, and they weren't consistent. And so from there, I started working at a social media agency, and that's where I learned to, you know, build up um, social media accounts for brands and businesses and celebrities, kind of, you know, all industries. And yeah, I was there for three years. So I, I, you know, I learned a lot. And then I went in-house for a, you know, a global beauty brand. I did social media marketing for them. Um, And then in October, that's when I decided to go off on my own. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you like being on your own butter? I do. I'm such an extrovert. So I really miss people and, you know, like, I like going to an office where it feels like I'm, you know, friends with the people I'm working with. So I do miss that aspect. But other than that, it's like really liberating to be able to say yes to these projects and no to those ones. And so I I really do like being on my own. I never really thought I would freelance because I love working. And I always thought I would be in like a traditional job. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been pretty good so far. What do you think the main difference is? I think it's the freedom because, 
you know, like last week I went to Mexico and I was like, who do I need to ask anyone for permission? I'm like, oh, no, I don't. Like, I just have to get my shit done. Yeah. Um, so I would say it's the freedom. So freedom to work wherever I want. I could work at home. I could work at a coffee shop. Freedom to say no to, you know, certain brands. Like if I get on a call and I just don't like, you know, the attitude or the personality of the person I'm talking to, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to take them on as a client. Yeah. So I would just say it's like the freedom. That's so funny that you say that. My friends and I were talking today and they like all have jobs, obviously. <laughs> and we're planning a trip for June, I think. And they're like, okay, you need to ask off these dates or whatever. And they're like, Kinsey, make sure you ask. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll talk to my boss. I'm like, she kind of sucks. Like, okay. maybe she'll let me off. I don't know. <laughs> but it's funny. Okay. If you go on Jordan's website, blog, th- basically you do literally everything. Like, I actually do literally everything. She does, these are the things that are listed. Um, I stalked you. Cool. Freelancing, consulting, creative direction, platform management, influencer relations. Yeah, that's like pretty much everything that was on there. There's a lot. So we're going to be getting into that. But before we do that, I want to talk about Babes Against Drunk Driving. Mm-hmm. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll start kind of with, I don't want to call it a sob story, but kind of like how I got into it. Yeah. Um, I was a senior at Pepperdine. Let me backtrack, actually. It was a Tuesday night. I was at college and it, you know, it was like the popular night out to go out on a Tuesday. So we're all out. And I, you know, my roommate at the time had volunteered to like BDD. So we're like, okay, cool. So, you know, as you do, we were like drinking and we were all pretty drunk and we just like assumed like, okay, you know, he volunteered as DD. So cool. Mm -hmm. We have a ride. Um, We get into the car and I just like realize that he's going super fast and I'm like terrified and I'm like hey like I think you should slow down and from there like we turned really bad or we were going too fast but we crashed I think the car slid on its side the ambulance came and everything and I ended up breaking my neck in two places so it's you know like the doctors and the nurses were like this is so rare that you are you know alive it's so rare that you're mobile and talking to us right now and from there I just you know I had like a really serious injury I was at home I had to take a break from school I was like I had to sleep on a hospital bed that was like situated in one of our living rooms from there you know I was it was a miracle. So basically, you know, I healed like almost to 100%. And I just like felt really grateful and really happy that I was alive and well. And, you know, it was it was just like a, a huge miracle. And, you know, throughout the whole process, when I was at in the hospital bed, and everyone was at school, like I would get all of these messages, like, you know, I can't believe like this has happened. Like, I never knew anyone that got into a drunk driving crash like I drink and drive all the time but this has been really eye-opening to me and that's the thing it's like you know you're really young I'm fairly young like I and I was young at the time but so many people tell us like don't do this don't do that don't drink and drive but you know we're kids and we don't listen to our moms and yeah so I I think like I was like you know what we need is like some type of organization or someone to tell us like that's a peer that, hey, drinking and driving isn't cool. It's actually really dangerous. It needs to be taken more seriously. And I was like, okay, like since people, you know, have come to me saying this and they're saying they're not going to drink and drive anymore, I might as well like amplify like this message. And I really like just sat on it for a while because I went back to school and 
I didn't have a following on social media at all. But once I like got to a certain point, I think it was like 10K, 20K, I was like, I'm going to start using my platform. Like, even though I have like only 10K or 20K, like whoever is listening, hopefully, you know, I change the minds of like just one person that is listening and hopefully they won't drink and drive. So that's how it started. And I think, you know, just out there, there's really only one organization that's like anti-drunk driving and that's Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving, which is great. But I just think, you know, young people aren't as receptive to that and they can't relate to that. So I kind of just tweaked it and said babes against drunk driving and like bad kind of sounds a bit cooler and just younger. Um, And from there, I've just, you know, done walks and done fundraisers and talk about it on my social media. So yeah. No, it's so cool. Also, that's exactly what I was going to say is that it's cool that it's someone who's young because people like we don't we are all way more likely to listen to someone who's like closer in age right. than a parent, right? Which is not necessarily like the best thing ever. No, I wish I wasn't <laughs> like, to my parents. Exactly. More. Now, the older that I get, I'm like, oh, every single thing my parents I say, know, like they were all right. But no, it's cool. It's also cool because even from like a branding aspect, like obviously this is like what you do, but yeah. it looks cool. Like you think about well, one, I'm shocked that there's really not any no. against it. That's crazy. Yeah. And then two, you think about other organizations like growing up in school that they had like Dare or whatever, mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. Dare has kind of been turned into this like fashion retro totally. whatever. But it's like you hear that all growing up. I guess Dare isn't really a good example because now people actually wear the stuff. But, yeah. like, so often an organization or something will come up anti-whatever it is mm-hmm. and it has, like, a great meaning. But I think that – I think with anything that you do, like, you should try to, like, have, like, excellence in everything that you do. And I think that's so cool with BAD because it is cool all around. Oh, and, thank like, you. People I hope notice, so. No, like, people notice that. And then people are, like – even if they're not, like, attracted to, like, the general message at right. first, they're attracted to, like – the visual or whatever mm-hmm. I think that you should be able to like I think we have the capability of having people be attracted to something from all aspects not just like the message yeah. and just because someone has a good message doesn't mean that like they shouldn't have like a good overall brand for it right you know no, what I'm saying I mean it's it it goes like with anything really like clothes and skincare mm-hmm. like you know there could be the best skincare out there but if the branding's bad like no one even talks about it yeah. you know so Exactly. Like, there's so many products that I love using, but I'm like, I hate the packaging. <laughs> I would never share yeah. that. I'm like, the, and honestly, it goes to the, like, now social media is so big. It's like, if your branding isn't good, like, people will do flat lays all day long. Just make your branding good. That's right. going to be free promotion for you right. at any time. Yeah. Or, like, if it's bad, people aren't going to say yes because they don't want that on their feet. Like, you know 100%. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just crazy. What has the response been to bad? Like, what has surprised you or what's been cool? I think what's surprising, like there was like one night, I think it was maybe six months to a year ago, I was like, usually it's just me, you know, telling people like, these are the statistics or this is my experience. And I never really like took the time to ask. And I think it's when Instagram questions came out. I was like, hey, like, do you guys have experiences of your own? And that's when I saw like, whoa, this is this is a big problem because people were messaging me saying like, you know, my dad died from a drunk driver or mm-hmm. um, my my older brother and I, this is why I'm an advocate against drunk driving because, you know, this happened to him. So it was really eye-opening because out of everyone, it's really like I only know of my experience and like this girl in high school that I knew. So 
you know, it wasn't as common until like I opened the gates to that. And um, I just got a lot of messages from, you know, followers and stuff like sharing their stories and I shared them to my stories. And I think that was just like really impactful. So people are like, shit, like what I do behind the wheel, like there are consequences to that. Yeah, that's really cool. I think people don't, like I am very, very strict on like, I won't drink and drive at all because my dad put the fear of God in me. (laughs) Like when I got my license, like terrified me like out of my mind. But the amount of people, like, in high school, I remember especially, it was so normal. Like, I look back at that now, and, like, my little brother's in high school, and I'm, like, all of my friends I remember in high school, like, I was DD for, like, Mm -hmm. a year. Every single... If I wouldn't have been the DD... Oh, who knows? There would have been... Yeah, and that was before, like, Uber was in our hometown, too. Oh, yeah, same. And, like, they were all... Like, I look back at that now and think about how crazy that is even Mm -hmm. now, especially, like, living in LA, because everyone uses Uber as is. But it's like, I think about that now because it was so common. I mean, I, you know, who knows, like, the car crash that happened, like, that was just that one night Mm -hmm. that it went really bad. But, you know, before that, who knows? You you never know if, like, if you're kind of just trusting the person you're with and if you don't maybe don't know someone very well, like, you could absolutely be going into a situation where there's a drunk driver and you have no idea or maybe you know too late when you're in the car with them you're like okay something's yeah. not right so yeah I think obviously like when that happened like we didn't have uber yeah. I think it was like 2012 like we didn't have or yeah 2012 we didn't have uber yet either but so I think like I'm so happy for uber and lyft because it definitely helps but you know there are those those people that think they're invincible yeah or like they're just like they have legitimate like alcohol problems and you know they kind of can't decipher what's wrong or right sorry that this has gotten super dark no this is fine (laughs) this is really good but um what is the instagram people want to follow it it is at bad los angeles so b-a-d-d los angeles um and you'll see you know just some of the people that have joined me on the walks and you'll see the t-shirts that i made so just like a white t-shirt that says drive sober and of course it's cute tan writing because <laughs> that's what I like um and that's been really cool is like just like randoms you know I expect like some friends and family to buy the shirts and I'm like yay thanks for the support but it's like oh this random girl from Kentucky just bought it or like this yeah. guy from Hawaii just bought it and it's like you know that they have a reason for buying yeah. buying it that I don't know and I think it's it's pretty cool yeah, that is cool. It's always crazy when you put something out, seeing people, like, taking photos with it. Yeah. And it's like, wait, that, like, it's in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. I know. Okay, so we're going to go about your overall job slash billion job titles. <laughs> we're going to go from it at, like, it'll be, like, freelancing for dummies, but, like, I'm the dummy, you know? Like, I, oh, I do I'm know. I'm the dummy, too, probably. I do know, like, a little bit. Like, I understand the yeah. basics, but basically, tr- this is, like, four dummies, and I'm okay. the dummy. Okay, I'll try to, <laughs> I'll try to dumb it down. I think this will be very helpful for people who listen, especially because there's a lot of girls who, like, want to do similar things. So, mm-hmm. I think you're just the perfect guest. Okay, this is great. Well, let's try it. Okay, so, first thing, freelancing. How, well, first off, define freelancing. For someone who doesn't know. This is like the one thing that I pretty much do know. (laughs) Freelancing. I would say it's just, you know, you're an independent contractor. So 
it's really just you. You're not, you know, you don't have a contract with a bigger company that pays you out every two weeks and you don't get benefits. And I started off with the scary <laughs> things, but it's also like you working on your own terms and, um, you know, you deciding what you want to work on. So a lot of the times, like photographers, photographers are freelancers. Um, you know, your favorite influencers, they're probably freelancers because they're not tied to one company. Um, and that's like the same with me. I'm not tied to one company, but I have um, a handful of brands that I work with. Okay, how did you get started in freelancing? Um, You know, it really, so many of my friends and family were like telling me like, Jordan, go off on your own, go off on your own. I'm like, no, I like working like with other people. I like the stability. And that's the thing. If you are the type that needs stability, I probably wouldn't suggest freelance because things can, you know, things can happen. Um, and it's kind of all up to you to, you know, bring the money in. Whereas like if you're at a job, like you, for the most part, if you're a decent employee, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get that paycheck every two weeks. Um, so how I got into freelancing was like I left my job and I really didn't have like another job lined up or anything. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give this freelance thing a shot. Um, and I would say like my first client, um, I... They had reached out to me, you know, to gift me. And they were like, oh, if you have any other friends, like, I would love to know. And I was like, actually, like, I can just help you out with your social media if you'd like. Like, I could put together a proposal and we can meet. And then so from there, that that's where I got my first, um, my first client. But I would say with freelance, like, you really have to be well-connected. Every single client of mine is has come through from someone that I know personally. And they're like, yeah. oh, Jordan does freelance or like Jordan does social media. She can really help you out. Um, so I would say like if you're going to go into freelance, you have to have a pretty, pretty good and deep network in whichever industry you want to go in. I know this is going to be an annoying question because he will ask me it and I don't have like a standard every day. Yeah. But what is a day in the life? Like just give us your schedule on a day where you freelance. Okay. Again, I know this is the most annoying question, but no. it's always interesting to ask, you know? It's it's so unsexy, guys. So <laughs> I wake up and my alarm goes off. So I wake up and with like half opened eyes, I post for all of my brands. I'm like, okay, um, you know, I open my Google Doc or PDF, whatever it's on, and I like copy the caption that's pre-approved and I post. And so that's what I do the first thing I do in the morning. And I know everyone's like, you're not supposed to be on your phone, but I, what can I do? Whatever. <laughs> what can I do? Um, and then usually I'm, I like stay at home and I work. So, you know, just like get ready in the morning. Um, honestly, I'm like in sweats or leggings or something. And I'm just at my dining table, like answering emails or putting together social media grids or, um, you know, thinking up ways like for my brands to get more exposure. Maybe I'm making lists of influencers to reach out to for my brands. Um, so yeah, it it's really just like spent on my laptop. I know that's not super fun. Do you have um, a set time that you wake up every morning? Yeah, it it's yeah. it's like 7.15. 7.15 okay. is my alarm. Do you, whenever I work, especially like I'm about to go back 
like I'll be on summer break so I won't have class anymore breaking up any of my time um but when I work from home which I already do work from home but I'm saying yeah like, when I go back to like full-time working from home I go crazy like if I don't leave my house in the morning do you like are you fine oh no well okay so the first few weeks slash months I was probably like this is great I'm just yeah. in my pajamas like I don't have to put like any makeup on and it was like really cool and then I would say like a couple months ago I couldn't even look at my husband anymore I'm like I can't even look at you like I'm (laughs) bored out of my mind I'm like I'm not talking to anyone so then I had to like switch it up and you know I'll go to like a cafe or a coffee shop sometimes like today um I was with my friend Courtney and she also freelances so I was like why don't we just like see each other's faces and work on our own stuff but like also have someone to work with yeah so we sat on her um, restoration hardware cloud couch and, That's amazing. and worked in front of the TV. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I do, I definitely do go crazy. Like sometimes like, you know, there's a shoot or a meeting, which is nice. It sometimes like breaks up the mm-hmm. routine and the repetition, but, um, yeah. 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 I go, I will literally go crazy. That's the best part about, this studio and like being with your media is that I get to leave my house to go work right like it is you have something to go yeah, do go do I'm like it is like everyone's like oh my gosh working from home and not like having a boss and stuff like it is amazing so grateful for it but also like I have an office in my house so I'll just like yeah. work oh, there that's so nice. it's so nice that's made the biggest difference but like I will go crazy with lack of social interaction like oh, I'm same. an extrovert I am like it's hard like you don't you like get so excited and one then you're thing, like gonna die yeah one thing I will say too it's like you're like oh I'm gonna have all this free time no and then you don't and then it's like when you try to you like text your friends and they're like no nope, I'm in the office till five I'm like oh like, all oh, right never mind yeah. I feel like even if I have free time though there's like this weird guilt that like there's always something that you can't be doing oh, because I, you're in charge right when I, before I go to bed it's like lists I'm like should I just pick up my phone I'm like don't pick up your phone yeah. don't pick up your phone no I will leave my I don't bring my laptop I mean I I say that and I brought my laptop in my room last night but that's I had to work late for like the first time in a while yeah. I won't bring my laptop Same. in my room I, I try not to it's so like that's been really helpful and leaving in the morning has been really helpful. If I don't work out at some point, too... That, oh, you're so good. No, but this has helped. The only reason that I'm really good about working out is because if I don't work out, I go crazy. Like, I'll be, like, stuck in the same room for forever in my yeah, house. All of my friends live, like, 20, 25 minutes away from me, which is, like, God forbid, so horrible in Los Angeles, yeah. you know? So it's, like, I have to get out or else I'll go crazy. Okay, moving on to consulting. Okay, so... Explain consulting. I'm very interested in this one. This is the one I'm probably personally am most excited for. So consulting, I would say, you know, with freelance, like there's two different types of services I offer. So there's full service and I'm like offering everything relating to social media. So I curate your feed. I produce your content. I do all of your influencer marketing and manage your platforms, all of that. And then with consulting, you know, there are a couple instances where Um, a brand or a company is like, oh, we already have a social media manager, but we do want someone to think like, you know, strategy and just big picture and Mm -hmm. delegating like these ideas to our social media manager for them to then execute. So with consulting, it's like, I think people 
do charge like a retainer sometimes, but for me, it's like if it's not an ongoing thing, I I charge hourly. Um, Can you define a retainer? Yeah, and yeah. a retainer is like a a price that you've come up with that your client pays you each month. Cool. Yeah. So, and you know that makes sense because if you're constantly working for a brand you know or even a person that's it just gets tedious and that's a lot of hours tracked where with consulting it's not so hands-on so you can kind of like you know you can you can compile like the hours that you've worked for them and then Mm -hmm. charge hourly cool um how like how did you get into consulting i've I would say, like, it's just, like, how it is with freelance. Like, it's all word of mouth. Like, people are like, okay, like, you know, they hear that I'm freelance. And they're like, oh, we'd like her help, but we don't necessarily need her to, like, post it in the morning. Or Mm -hmm. we don't actually need her to, like, create these grids or take photos because we already have an in-house photographer. So a lot of the times, like, these brands, like, they already have, you know, all the tools to make their, like, social media accounts happen their social media presence to happen and they just like need extra ideas and they need like high level strategy or maybe like they're going through a rebrand and they're like these are the types of influencers we worked with and now we want to elevate and or we want to be a little more mature like how can we do that and so I'll go in and just like give them my ideas um these are the types of influencers I would suggest and then their social media manager then you know, compiles that list instead of me doing it. Whereas, like, That's cool. someone on retainer, I'm doing A through Z. That's cool. Yeah. How do you find clients? Like, has it all been, like, have you, I know that you said it's all through, like, mm-hmm, word of mouth, mm-hmm. but have you, like, reached out to anyone personally or is it all just, like, is it, lit- like, genuinely, like, all word of mouth? Genuinely, it is all word of mouth just because I think, especially now, I mean... I don't want to say, like, don't do it because for sure, like, shoot your shot. Like, you never know, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. Um, But I would say, like, the strongest connections happen when they're in need of a social media person and they're like, Mm -hmm. we need someone and we already like what you're doing and there's already that trust. Whereas if you're, like, emailing a random person, you're like, hey, this is what I do. And they're like, oh, but do you really do that? Mm -hmm. You know, like, they don't have you know, that security and that credibility that you may have had if, like, you had um, a mutual connection refer you over. Um, But I would say, like, my first client, um, I definitely threw it out there. Like, he was only asking me for to actually, like, promote the product on my Instagram, like, as an influencer. And then I, like, responded back saying, like, hey, yeah, that's great, but I can also do this for you. Yeah. So I think, like, you know, if you have an already existing relationship with a brand or business and it's not necessarily to manage their social media, I always say just, like, put, you know, put work into that relationship. And, you know, if you're promoting a a product for them on your social media or if you're doing photography for them, you can then, like, tell them, like, hey, like, I really enjoy doing this for you, but... I actually offer these services as well. And they're like, oh, she's done such a great job, like, on her social feed or she's done such a great job, like, 
taking our photos um, for social media or our campaign or lookbook or whatever it is, like maybe we should give her a shot. So yeah. yeah. That's cool. Also, that's really cool that everything's word of mouth, especially in LA. Oh, it's, it's all word of mouth in LA. It's all word of mouth. And also, it is all word of mouth, but you'll like, if you, what's the word I'm looking for? I think it all goes to trust and it's hard yeah. to find people. Like, I was talking about this the other day. I'm like, I have so many, even like friends that are really talented and really good, but yeah. I would never refer them to anyone. Oh, same. At sorry. All. Like, sorry. sorry if it's like, who you think. <laughs> you fit, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. I like love you guys, but like, because that also like for someone to refer you, like their name's also mm-hmm. on the line. So that's a really big deal. So also, if you're in school and you're really close friends with people, and you guys are all kind of in the same field, highly recommend actually doing well because those jobs can get you, or those, like, relationships can get you so many jobs. And, like, now I'm seeing, I was talking to, like, someone who's older than us about this, and she's like, it just sucks. I'm like, there's so many ways that I could connect these people with other people, but I won't do it because I don't trust them, you know? 100%. But it's like, I know they're good at what they do. Like, I wish that I could refer them. There's literally maybe two people in my, like, that I would refer. Yeah, and I think it's so important, like, to just, like, find people that are like you too because, like, I have, like, a couple people that I have in mind that I always, like, if I'm, like, okay, I I am so swamped I can't take on another client, I will combust. Like, I'm, like, okay, I'm going to refer them to this person and that person and it's kind of like a nice relationship that you have with those people and Mm -hmm. you know maybe somewhere along the road too like if they have an opportunity they're gonna like return the favor so I think it's like really just you know building relationships like you said but also like with the right people like they not may Mm -hmm. not necessarily be your best friends but they're kind of those like allies and those peers that are on the same page as you how many clients do you like have normally or how many clients is like the max that you'll take on (laughs) I told myself I would take on four to five max Mm, I said four I think (laughs) um and right now I have four full service clients and then two like hourly consulting clients yeah that's a lot and then I also have like my personal social media presence I guess if you will um like as another source of like income and time and yeah. energy so Job. yeah so yeah it's kind of a lot but um i you know i'm super grateful that it's happened this way i totally like when i quit my quit my job i was like i'll probably maybe get 3 and you know it's like really cool to see like more coming in and mm-hmm. being able to say no to the stuff that i think is not a good fit yeah that's really cool yeah Okay, creative direction. So, again, can you define creative direction? I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, but... Yeah. Okay. So, creative direction, like, I myself, like, although I take photos on my personal feed, it mean it's not, you know, I wouldn't say it's professional enough for, you know, to shoot a new campaign or shoot a new clothing launch and that sort of thing or a new collection. Um so content direction, basically I put together a mood board and I produce like I produce the shoot. So I put together the mood board. I think of like, okay, what is like the vibe and what's the mood and where are we gonna shoot this? Who's the right photographer for this? Like, oh, like we need this type of model, like we need it to be diverse. So like I am kind of like the one putting it all together. So even though I'm not necessarily the one shooting it, I'm the one 
putting the ideas together and making it come to life with the right people. That's really cool. Yeah. Out of all of this, what is your favorite to do? <sighs> it's so weird because I think like everyone's like, and we're in LA, like everyone's a creative, right? But I would say it's like curating the grid. I just love curating a grid. Like yeah, I, your Instagram is incredible. Oh, it's thank so you. good. Okay, so yeah, my friend Josh, he's we've been friends since college, but he's now Ariana Grande's hairstylist. So he'll be like, you know, there's like a lot of content that he could post mm-hmm. and be like, what do you think of like this feed? I'm like, mm, like the pinks are next to each other. I would like put, you know, the white photo or the black photo like in the middle to break it up. So it's like I truly love like a good curated feed and like that's something so easily passed on to like I don't know an intern or a junior a junior type position but that's I just I I love like when or like when a client posts something that I didn't insert into the grid and they kind of just like post it on at their own will I'm like no there are three faces next to each other what has happened like I'm so I'm so weird no, your feed is really good. It's actually incredible. Okay, let's... Yeah, okay, so platform management and influencer relations. Those mm-hmm. are not the same thing. No, but, but we'll, let's okay, clump let's, them together. Yeah, let's clump them together just for the sake of time. Yeah. Um, what would the, what are those? Plat- platform management is really just like literally posting to Instagram, to Facebook, to Pinterest. Um, and also just monitoring like the direct messages, the comments, the likes that come in. If like someone important or like a huge influencer is tagging you, you better share that. So Mm -hmm. that's like what managing the platform is. And then it's influencer relations. So influencer relations is really just managing the relationships between the brand and the influencers. So I would be the one to be like, okay, I think we should work with these types of influencers. Like I have, you know, a high end luxury um, e-com brand as a client and you know I'm like we really need to work with influencers who already wear designer items because that's what their audience is looking for Mm -hmm. when they post so um, I compile like a list of on-brand influencers like if they have to have like 10k followers at least or some clients are like oh we only want people with at least 50k so I'll put together those lists and I'll actually reach out to those influencers and be like hey like are you interested in this sort of collaboration or we have gifting going on? Are you interested in these pieces? Um, And then it's also just monitoring the posts as they come in. Okay, this is perfect. Thank you for coming on. Where can they find you? (laughs) You can find me at, on Instagram, (laughs) at Jordan Risa, can't spell my own name, J-O-R-D-A-N-R-I-S-A. I think I spelled that right anyway. I love this. This was really, really awesome. I learned so much. I hope so. Because like to me, I'm like, um, I've never like had to actually answer these questions. I'm like, I just do them. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I said it right, guys. No, I think it was really helpful. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I love this.